Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Don't know why I kind of sang a little bit in that intro. That's just how I'm feeling. I'm feeling good. It was a very exciting week in the wildcard playoffs. Hopefully you enjoyed watching all the games as much as I did. It was very fun. Uh, Just a quick update, NFL-wise. It looks like Doug Peterson has been fired as the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. So Doug Peterson is gone. Eagles are looking for a head coach as well. Uh, In my opinion, that's towards the top of the list based on teams um, uh, that need a a head coach, I guess. If I'm a head coach, that's on the top of my list. The Philadelphia Eagles, a lot of potential there. Should be very fun. Uh, We'll talk about more of this in the offseason. Both Bryant and I will give our opinions as well as who we think should go to each team, um, possible head coaching options. But for now, I'm going to talk about what we just saw last Saturday and Sunday, the NFL wild card round in the playoffs. We're just going to jump right into the first match, which was the Indianapolis Colts versus the Buffalo Bills. Not going to toot my own. Uh, I am going to toot my own horn, but uh, I, I did predict the Colts kind of staying in and making it a close game. And it was all down to what I said. If Philip Rivers can play at a top level, it's up to him on keeping the Colts in the game. Phillip Rivers did that through the first three quarters, maybe, I guess, until really the last drive. Uh, it just goes to show that Colts are really a, a a solid quarterback away from being Super Bowl contenders, in my opinion. If they get a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, or if they draft one, um, there's a lot of potential on this team. So. So a very good performance out of them, although they fell to the Buffalo Bills 27-24. Buffalo Bills looked outstanding. This team is dangerous. Josh Allen is dangerous. Uh, Not a great run game was my big takeaway from this, from the Buffalo Bills offense. Not a great run game at all. Zach Moss, seven carries, 21 yards. Devin Singletary, three carries, 21 yards. Not great out of them. Josh Allen did most of the carries with 11, also got 54 yards and a touchdown out of that. I will say Zach Moss and Devin Singletary both were kind of involved in the receiving game. Moss with four receptions, Singletary with three, both getting 20-plus yards. Uh, However, just the the ground game wasn't working for them, but they kind of proved you don't need a strong run game uh, if you have Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. So Stephon Diggs performed amazing as we expected. Six receptions, 128 yards, and a touchdown. If you want to know Josh Allen's stats, 324 yards, two passing TDs, and a rushing TD there. So Buffalo Bills performed really well. Um, Like I said, Phillip Rivers did, did pretty solid. 309 yards, two touchdowns, and Jonathan Taylor, I would say, stepped it up. 21 carries, 78 yards, and a TD. So very good. It, it, It just came down to that one drive where they couldn't get anything done. And that's what cost them. So very excited for the future of both of these teams. Uh, Next matchup was, I I might say, possibly my favorite matchup of the week is the LA Rams against the Seattle Seahawks. The Rams did beat the Seahawks 30-20, to meaning I won the prediction this week over Bryant. Uh, That feels weird saying that as he smoked me. Uh, in the in the regular season however it it came down to the Los Angeles Rams defense absolutely shutting down the Seattle Seahawks let's talk about the Seahawks offense Russell Wilson 
Went 11 for 27, 174 yards, two TDs, and a pick. That's the very low end of Russell Wilson. So, uh, Chris Carson, 16 carries, 77 yards. Not great. It it wasn't bad, but not great. Uh, And then, really, the only receiver that did well for the Seahawks, DK Metcalf, as expected. Five receptions, 96 yards, two TDs, uh, fighting to stay in it. A lot of passion on the field, if that's what you want to call it. Um, but yeah, it, it was really it, the, the Rams defense just shutting them down. So that was just crazy. I'm a big defensive guy. So I was very, uh, very into this game, uh, Rams offense. Let's talk about that. John Wolford was the starter. Uh, he got a pretty bad neck injury after a controversial hit from Jamal Adams. Uh, so Jared Goff, who just had surgery on his hand, he had a ton of pins in his hand, was the emergency quarterback, came into the game, got 155 yards and a touchdown. They got the win. Cam Akers is probably the big, the big news out of this team, the top performer, 28 carries, 131 yards and a touchdown. They obviously wanted to stick to the ground game as they didn't want to uh, injure Jared Goff further because he did have that hand injury, so they didn't want to aggravate that. Cut back from an injury, did pretty well. Robert Woods got a touchdown. Overall, decent offensive performance, I would say, from both teams, but it came down to uh, just whichever defense was the best. So, um, yeah, that, that was really it. Rams had the better defense, and that's why they won that game. Next up, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beating the Washington football team 31-23. This is a game I think almost everyone was cheering for Washington. The Cinderella story, the underdogs, they didn't get it done. It was a close game, but the Buccaneers came out on top. Tom Brady is looking elite, 381 passing yards and a passing TD. Leonard Fournette is looking capable at running back, 19 carries, 93 yards, and a TD, as well as Mike Evans, over 100 receiving yards and six receptions. Um, it, again, it Washington has a solid defense. I've been talking about this defense for weeks and weeks and weeks, but with these offensive weapons on Tampa Bay, they they won. They won the battle. I mean, Antonio Brown got a touchdown. That was huge. Godwin got another touchdown. So it, it was just who can perform better: Buccaneers offense versus Washington football team's defense. And yeah, Buccaneers came out on top. Uh, although, you know, you got to give some credit to Heineke, Taylor Heineke, really his first NFL game, his first big NFL game, 306 passing yards, one TD and one interception, as well as that rushing touchdown. Um, Buccaneers defense performed outstanding, outstanding this week, uh, shutting down the rush, the, the run game. Antonio Gibson, only 14 carries, 31 yards. Jaden McKissick. Two carries for five yards, but it did, they did give up that touchdown to him. So uh, that doesn't look too bad on the stats for McKissick. Cam Sims is probably the the big news for the receiving game for Washington. There's a uh, maybe a capable wide receiver, too, there. So seven receptions, 104 yards for Cam Sims. Terry McLaurin did all right with 75 yards as well. So interesting to see the direction that this Washington team is going to head in in the offseason. Obviously, everyone predicts they're going to draft a quarterback, as they should. Um, but, yeah, it, it was a, it was an underdog story, but 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers got the better of them. All right, moving on to these Sunday games. Baltimore Ravens beat the Tennessee Titans 20-13, to lower score than I expected. Lamar Jackson, what the heck? Playoff Lamar Jackson is scary. 179 passing yards, no passing TDs, and he threw an interception. However, he ran the ball 16 times for 136 yards and a TD. He was the running back on this team, even though Dobbins got 43 rushing yards and a touchdown. Lamar Jackson was really this entire offense. Uh, Marquise Brown stepped it up 109 yards out of seven receptions, so that is very, very good uh, news for Baltimore. Marquise Brown is still in form, and uh, they they look to keep it that way heading into next week. Titans, on the other hand, Tannehill, only 165 passing yards, a TD, and an interception. Derrick Henry, this was the big news. This is why the Titans lost the game. Derrick Henry, 18 carries for only 40 yards. This Baltimore Ravens defense is crazy. They they played really well last game. And there's a saying, defense wins championships, and that's true when it comes to the playoffs. We saw, we saw the Rams win because their defense was better. We see Baltimore win because their defense was better. Saints win because their defense is better. Kind of a hot take, but still. Um, you can blame that on Chicago. We'll get into that in a bit. But this was a outstanding defensive performance out of the Baltimore Ravens. Obviously, Derrick Henry, best running back this season. And they, sh- they shut him down. That's what won. That is Titans' game plan is Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry. Okay, if that's not working, guess we got to throw. And the Ravens were good enough to stop it. So A.J. Brown with a touchdown, he's still a beast. No big news there. But yeah, just shutting down Derrick Henry worked. and. If the Baltimore Ravens defense can shut down Derrick Henry, there's no doubt in my mind that they won't be able to shut down, or sorry, there's no doubt in my mind that they could be able to shut down and they will be able to shut down every single running back left in the playoffs. If you can stop Derrick Henry, you can stop anybody. Moving on to probably the weirdest game of the week, the Chicago Bears versus the New Orleans Saints. Many of you watched it on Nickelodeon. That's a whole thing. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Bears, just a rough performance. I mean, this is what we expected out of this game. Trubisky, 199 passing yards, a TD. David Montgomery, 12 carries, 31 yards. They could not get a run game going, and that's because of the Saints' stout defense. Allen Robinson underperformed. Jim and Graham was the only one that got a touchdown. So it, it if I needed to, it, it's hard because you can't really blame one specific person for this loss yes david montgomery only got 31 rushing yards averaging 2.6 yards a carry the the new orleans saints defense is the especially the rushing defense is amazing so it was expected that montgomery wasn't going to have a good game so i can't really blame the bears loss on a specific person i can't blame it on their defense i can't blame it on a specific offensive player it's just the team as a whole just isn't as good as the Saints. Now let's talk about the New Orleans Saints here. Drew Brees, 265 passing yards, two TDs there. Welcome back, Drew Brees. He's still looking good. He's still got some fire in him. Elvin Kamara, almost 100 rushing yards, 99 to be precise, with a TD. And then Michael Thomas. Welcome back, Michael Thomas. Five receptions, 73 yards, and a touchdown. 
reason to Michael Thomas is looking uh, as good as ever. So that's going to be a, a big thing to watch heading into next week. And then the final game of the week, the biggest surprise, the Cleveland Browns beating the Pittsburgh Steelers 48-37, highest scoring game uh, of this week. I did not expect this, obviously. The Browns 28 nothing after the first quarter. Oof. Oof, that was a underwhelming performance out of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's talk about their offense. Ben Roethlisberger, 501 passing yards, four passing TDs, as well as four interceptions. Now, I should say these stats have been boosted due to the the garbage time plays, uh, if you want to call it. So right around the third quarter, the Browns kind of let up a little bit. Steelers slowly were making a comeback because they had to throw the ball a lot. Um, James Conner didn't do much just because they needed to throw the ball. Good performance out of Juju and is what I would predict, what most people predict as his last game uh, in the Steelers' uniform. He's going to be free agent, and I do not expect them to re-sign him. Deontay Johnson had a good performance. Chase Claypool with two TDs. I mean, there's good things to take away from the Steelers' game. Um, like their receiving core. They're like Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, even James Washington looked very, very solid. Big Ben, on the other hand, not so great. A lot of turnovers, and that's what cost him the game. Would not be surprised at all if they keep Big Ben for his last year of his contract. They're going to draft a rookie quarterback this year uh, in the later, uh, maybe Late first round, that would be kind of crazy, but maybe in the later rounds, maybe like a Tanner Morgan out of Minnesota. Just the first player that pops in my head. Uh, just to have him as a as a backup with potential to start. So uh, Cleveland Browns on the other hand. Baker Mayfield, 263 yards, three touchdowns, shutting up all the haters. Uh, the non-believers like myself didn't believe the Browns were going to win this game, but they came to play. Nick Chubb, 18 carries, 76 yards. Kareem Hunt with eight carries, 48 yards, and two TDs. Jarvis Landry with that amazing 40-yard touchdown. Uh, They were all over the place. They looked very well. A great performance out of a team that didn't have their head coach there due to COVID. Um, Wow, yeah. The the Browns team came to play, and I'm very excited to see how they're going to do next week. So it's still a question mark uh, because their defense isn't great. They gave up 37 points, so uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen next week. Uh, we're we're going to be coming out with an episode later this week, Bryant and I, discussing the future games, um, the divisional rounds. So just uh, keep that in mind. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. But for now, I'm going to go over the beast modes and least mode players, the players that performed really well, the players that performed terribly First player, Josh Allen. I talked about him before. Three, oh, sorry, uh, 324 yards. There we go. Almost said the wrong stat there. Two touchdowns as well as that rushing touchdown. Uh, this man's looking elite. MVP candidate. I would say just behind Aaron Rodgers. Man's amazing. Can't stress that enough. Next up, we're talking about a rookie, Cam Akers for the LA Rams. 131 yards and a touchdown in the playoffs from a rookie. He came up big there. He had a terrible start to the season, but, man, he's performing very, very, very well. 
Next up, I got to talk about him. I love talking about him. Taylor Heineke from the Washington football team. Again, his first major start uh, since 2018. The first time he's really thrown a ball uh, besides Week 17. But, uh, yeah, uh, against a amazing defense that rushed the crap out of him. He still completed 26 out of 44 attempts, 306 yards, a touchdown, and an interception, not to mention the rushing touchdown he had. Great performance. Love the man. Cheering for him. Uh, hope he has a future in the NFL. So just a shout-out to him. And last but not least, Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. That connection there is dangerous. I think they're, they're back in form. They needed this game to, to reconnect. Breeze with a very solid completion rate, over 250 yards and two touchdowns, one of them to Michael Thomas. Makes me very confident that they can do it again next week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Moving on to the least modes, Washington run game, specifically Antonio Gibson, 14 carries, 31 yards, averaging 2.2 yards a carry. That is against a very good rushing defense in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's hard to blame him. He's got a future on this team. He just didn't do well against this defense. Next up, Derrick Henry. Basically the same situation. The best running back in the league got absolutely shut down by the Baltimore Ravens, only getting 40 yards with 18 carries. Same average as Antonio Gibson, 2.2 yards a carry. He got shut down, and that is how you beat the Tennessee Titans. Next up, I just put down Dub Airs, uh, just because that entire offense just did not perform at all. Um, a, a really funny thing is Nickelodeon was mocking the Bears uh, when they still haven't, when they still didn't score. Uh, it just said touchdown equals six points right above the Bears' name, kind of mocking them, poking fun at them. I thought that was hilarious, even though it wasn't intentional. Um, it was just funny. And last but not least, the Baltimore. Uh, sorry, not the ba- Baltimore, the Buffalo run game against the Indianapolis Colts. Like I talked about earlier in the matchup breakdown, Josh Allen was the lead rusher with 54 yards. Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, both 21 yards apiece with Zach Moss getting four additional carries over Devin Singletary. Um, the, the Bills got the win, but I, you, you need to see a little bit more balance. They're playing the Baltimore Ravens next week. Ravens shut down Derrick Henry. What I mean, it, it's going from Derrick Henry to an underperforming Zach Moss and Devin Singletary is should be easy breezy. So they they need to step it up next week. And the last segment of today, I'm gonna I got three questions here that I'm gonna answer uh, just really quick, just for fun. Most impressive win. Most impressive win. It was very close. I kind of wanted to go with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I also wanted to go with the Los Angeles Rams, but I'm going to give it to the Baltimore Ravens. I can't talk. I can't stress how good this rushing defense was this week against Tennessee. I mean, it, it, it was. There's nothing else I can say. They they shut down the best running back in the game. That is huge. That is huge. If they can. Pull a Bill Belichick and completely eliminate an entire player for a game. It's Super Bowl. They're making the Super Bowl. If they have this defensive performance next week, I do not see them losing. So it's going to be it's going to be awesome. Uh, The biggest surprise, biggest surprise 
Got to be the Cleveland Browns taking a 28-0 lead. That's got to be it, right? A lot, a lot was due to turnovers, but you know, good for the Browns defense. They kind of needed a boost. They they're not that great. So uh it was a, a pretty solid defensive performance for the first half, and then they gave up a lot of points in the second. Uh if I had to pick a second big surprise, I would say the Colts staying in it. I I, pre- I, I predicted it, but I didn't actually think that Philip Rivers was going to have that good of a game, 309 yards and two touchdowns. So that's another big surprise there, making a case that he still could be an NFL quarterback. And last but not least, my personal favorite moment. Oh, boy. Um, that That's a tough one. <laughs> I, I almost want to joke and say the uh, just the Nickelodeon coverage for the, the Saints-Bears game. That was hilarious when... Michael Thomas scored the touchdown and the animated slime uh, popped up. That was just funny to me. Uh, Not to mention, Sean Payton did say if the Saints got the win, he will get slimed. That's what they they dumped a bunch of slime on him. Uh, Although, it was a weird weird thing. Um, Patterson dropping the F-bomb was kind of funny as well. Just live TV in, in Nickelodeon coverage. Ton of kids watching. Patterson just drops the F bomb. You can clearly hear it. Yikes. That was kind of amusing to me. Uh, one more personal favorite moment Jared Goff performing. He wasn't expected to play. It was supposed to be Wolford the entire time. But due to that injury, Jared Goff, with pins in his hand, not doing amazing. You know, it's not, it's not, you know, Michael Jordan with the flu. It's just, Jared Goff did what he needed to do to get the win. So I think that was awesome, that entire Rams game. So that is it. Thank you for listening. Again, we got more episodes coming out this week. Uh, just it, We're going to be talking about more of the playoffs, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So we're looking forward to that. Thank you for listening once again, and we'll see you next time.